Welcome back to the Sportsish Podcast, a place for those of us who like sports-ish. We are making sports fun, cute, and digestible. This is not your boyfriend's sports news. My name is Lily, and I am joined by my husband, Ashton. He brings the sports. I bring the ish together. We are sports-ish. Guys, I'm going to be real with you right now. I did not want to have Ashton sitting here today because, let me tell you, I've been trying to get a hold of a particular guest for the past two weeks, and I want her to come on so bad, it's like all I think about. And you just didn't want me there? No, I mean, you could join, but you wouldn't be the main guest. She's, okay. Oh, I didn't realize I was like a guest. You're like, you're like an occasional co-host. What what an honor. (laughs) So she's the mom of a quarterback. Mm. I'd say she's like... The mom of a quarterback. The mom. Probably like the most. I like that phrase actually. Yeah. She's the mom. Probably the most talked about mom in the NFL. And we want her on the podcast. Oh, no, no, no. Maybe one or two. I think maybe the second. Who's the first? Uh, Mama Kels. Honestly, you're right. They're probably tied. We love them both. We would take either of them on the podcast. Anyways. I'm trying. I'm trying, but we have to hold on for a few more weeks for her to come on the podcast. If, if any of you know her personally, please tell her we love her and we need her on the pod. (laughs) Yes. It would be so good. We would have the best episode. Anyways, alas, you are here. Yes. Much to everyone's Surprise, not really, but maybe disappointment, I guess. No, we're not disappointed. But the great thing about you here is that you can provide the mansplain minute. Because mm. every time I do the pod on my own, it's like, I can't call it the mansplain minute brought to you by Rome. What can I say? That's, Just bring so much to the table. You really do. So in case you're new here, the joke is that many men, husbands, boyfriends, dads, sports fans... <laughs> in general, like to mansplain sports because, you know, you guys know it well. We get it. We get it. We get it. But my patience for the mansplaining really has decreased as the years have gone on. Yeah. I haven't noticed that at all. (laughs) I remember when we were dating, I did write in my journal, literally, he is so brilliant. Like, like literal phrase for my journal. Love to hear myself speak. So brilliant, which you are. I'll give you that. You you are yeah. very brilliant. Yeah. Tip to all the boys out there. Make sure you marry someone or date someone who has like completely different educational backgrounds because then they just never question what you say. So I could just be making up lies all the time. She doesn't know. Do we have different educational backgrounds? We went to the same college. Yeah. But like completely different like majors. That's true. That is true. I cannot question anything you say about engineering. Yep. Math, science. What I say in science is fact, and I run with it. I can make up straight up lies. She doesn't know. You know what? Science was not my strong suit. I did drop out a sophomore year of chemistry. My My cute chemistry teacher, Mrs. Kemp, I'll never forget. She said to me, she was like, science isn't your thing, and I'm going to see you on TV one day. Love that. I haven't been on TV yet. I mean, I was on my college's local station, but this Same. is like a step, right? This is basically what yeah, she, what is, she meant. This is, this is for this is Mrs. New Age Kemp. TV. New Age TV. So anyways, we've been married for eight years. My patience for the mansplaining has gone down, but I do like to give you one minute a week to tell us what's going on with sports 
we'll call it the mansplain. Yep, this one's for the boys. Minute. No, 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 no. Throw that off the table. This is all for the girls. This is for the girls. No, no, the moment. You know, the moment for the guys. It's for the girls. <laughs> all right. Okay, one minute on the clock. Go. All right. Trouble in Paradise. More Tui drama in the Orr saga. The Tuis fire back with their own explanation of how events unfolded, including a claim that Orr received equal payment for the movie Blindside. Hmm. Turmoil in the Bills organization after an unexpected loss to the Aaron Rodgers-less Jets. A Bills reporter was caught on the hot mic claiming that Stefan Diggs said, going to do what he wants to do, adding, he'll look in my face and say, F you, that's how he treats everybody. Also, the Bills completely choked and literally threw away a win against the Jets. Speaking of Bills drama, former NFL media member Jim Trotter has filed a lawsuit against the NFL for discrimination, citing a specific example of Bills owner Terry Pagula, who said, if the black players don't like it here, they should go back to Africa and see how bad it is. Yikes. What? Yep. Uh, AI robots also attended the LA Chargers home opener, and we already know how this story goes. <coughs> Matrix. <coughs> The Terminator. Angels have expressed interest in trading Mike Trout if he requests it. Shohei Baseball got Otani not in the Angels lineup for the 10th straight game. Please God let Trout and Otani out of baseball prison. NHL probing a potential privacy violation with a historically mean slash bully coach Mike Babcock who was pushed out of the league a couple of years ago due to different bullying instances. Michigan State in hot water again with accusations against football coach Mel Tucker for sexual harassment, which he denies. MSU has suspended Mel pending investigation. Whoa. First of all, I didn't know there was an update with the blind side situation yes. with the Ortui family. Fascinating, huh? I mean, fascinating, terrible. The whole thing is heartbreaking. I just, I cannot comment until it goes to a court of law. Yeah. I mean, it's really interesting to hear both sides. They're claiming that like they were given X amount of money. They split it up evenly between both the family, including Orr and all the people involved. Then they also went on to talk about the conservatorship thing and mm-hmm. how that came about and how it wasn't allegedly, you know, meant to manipulate him or take advantage of him. So interesting to hear their sides. Really curious to see how this pans out and what comes out. But as of right now, it's tough to tell who's right or who's wrong. Yeah, I mean, he feels taken advantage of. So, yeah. so that's the most important thing to note. Okay. Bad week in Buffalo, to say the yes. least. We watched the game. Electric game, by the way. Except for Josh Allen. Yeah, Josh Allen, that might have been the worst performance of his entire life. Do you think? Do you think it's because he's dating Haley Steinfeld? No. Is he no, distracted I, by the Hollywood yeah, he, starlet? Yes, I'm blaming it. I'm blaming her, actually. No, no, I've changed don't. my tune. Do this that. is her fault. <laughs> but seriously, I mean, wild. Aaron Rodgers goes out, which you didn't even mention. Well, I mean, it's so public that is like I didn't need to. I kind of alluded to it, but I, like, yes, I need to say something. Yeah, I have come around to that man. It's like I used to despise him, literally. I've always liked him. I stand by it. I'm like mildly attracted to him now. That I wouldn't go as far as that, but I've always been. You're a not fan. attracted to him. I mean, like I am, but like not maybe physically. No, like, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Aaron did something. He did something. over. I don't know if it's like the Taylor Swift fandom 
or like the fact that he's in New York now. Yeah, that that's that's or weird. Or his haircut. No, the haircut. No. Or like I just feel so bad for him, and so like I just feel a, like he's he's a star, right? He's a star. He's got a lot of swagger. He's got a lot of stardom. He's got a lot of hype right now, and I think that kind mm-hmm. of attracts people to him. And he's super confident right. as he as he should be. You're right. You're right. I feel like. Two He's years ago, he was like a Star Wars yeah. loving, and ayahuasca star, ayahuasca taking. Well, he still like, is immunized, cheating. Is man. he a cheater? No, no, no. Just then why like do you say cheating? Getting around the NFL rule about vaccination. Oh no! Listen, I, I, we're not going to go there. He just like misled. He didn't. He, he totally didn't lie. misled. It was a. It was a lie. He said he had been immunized and there are a lot of ways you can be immunized not okay, long exclusive story to short, Aaron Rodgers is hurt oh speaking of vaccinations though did you see the Moderna shot of the day for the US Open was given to none other than Novak <laughs> Djokovic yes I saw this. the one <laughs> the one who literally like, was like banned from all of the tournaments yeah, because he wasn't was allowed not to, was not allowed to attend the U.S. Open last year because of his yeah, vaccination Moderna, status. So Moderna sponsored like this segment in the U.S. Open, and they they had like a shot of the day, and they gave it to Novak. You I mean, you it. had to, but the irony is there's real. so much you didn't cover. My gosh, well, Coco I and Novak. One minute to mansplain. Yeah, I know. Just a hard life. And I wanted to make it kind of thematic about like trouble in paradise. Mm-hmm. I wanted to like talk about kind of controversial stuff. I love stuff. a theme, babe. You, yeah. you did great. Trouble in paradise. Trouble in paradise. There was no trouble in paradise for Coco Goff. Nope. Killed it. 19 year old who just won the US Open. Incredible. Did you know that Serena Williams was 17? I did know when that. She won. Crazy. It, it's very impressive. Novak Jokovic wins his 24th Grand Slam, which is. Was it the 24th? Incredible. I don't know why 24th. I thought it was more That's than that. That's why he represented Kobe. Oh, that makes sense. Mamba mentality, baby. Love it. So lots of things going on. Trouble in Buffalo. Pagula, that's interesting you said that about the Bill's owner. Mm-hmm. Because his daughter is a tennis player. Is that that's right? Like, I feel like that's a broad statement. Is she like a good mm-hmm. tennis player? Yeah, she made it to the semifinals of the U.S. Open. Oh, Jess, really? Jess Pagula. Yes. And that's his daughter. That's his daughter. So interesting. Trouble in paradise. Trouble in paradise for Buffalo. Okay. So we're currently keeping track of the Vikings Eagles game right now, because if you haven't heard, I'm a fantasy girl now. Fantasy girl. Shout out to all those who started their fantasy league one zero. I did. I did. Justin Jefferson. Thank you. Yeah. Big shout out to Tyreek Hill. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Do you have Tyreek? I do. (gasps) Of course you won. He's incredible. Number one. He's the In only reason right I won. Yeah, he got 39 points. Super clutch, especially since London from the Atlanta Falcons got zero. Yeah, I dropped him. But you know. Okay. I have realized that I will become a diehard if there's competition involved. Look, fantasy football is the best thing that's ever happened to the NFL. Well, like, it's the best thing. Yeah. It, it, it makes it fun to watch for teams you it, don't even cheer on. It's up. making a fan out of me, to be honest. Yeah. But, like, that's the that's the ticket is competition yeah me on a peloton treadmill are you kidding got a little money on the line too you've got like the like it shows who's ahead of you on the peloton tread have you seen this yeah all i want is to pass those people oh yeah yep and i i do it love it most of the time in fantasy i had heard probably of like five of those players before i started 
my league. Yeah. Like, oh, I, yeah. You get to know the players way better. And then you, yeah, it's a great, it's a great way to familiarize yourself with the sport and to make it fun watching. The thought of it just exhilarates me. Like the thought of beating someone exhilarates me. Yeah, like me. I'm cheering against Philadelphia and specifically Jalen Hurts because my opposing team right now has Jalen Hurts on their on their roster. Which is so sad because normally you'd be like, go Jalen. Yeah, I love Jalen Hurts, but I need him to do very poorly this game. Fantasy football, man. Like I used to hate on it. I ragged on it for years. I thought it was like money grabbing dumb. You, you know the phrase, right? No. Oh, your husband's a doctor. Well, mine's oh, yeah. a commissioner of a fake football league. I believe owner is the proper term. Oh, Although sometimes they're the commissioner. I'm a commissioner. So you are. I am sorry. not. I'm, I'm a just commissioner. an owner. You're just an owner of the fake football league. Speaking of competition. Yes. One thing we like to do is have like a, a quiz competition each week. Yes. So what I know is that you know a lot about sports, but do you know a lot about the ish? The pop culture Probably not, off maybe. the field. I've got three questions All right, for you. Hit me. Number one, who won video of the year at the MTV Video Music Awards? You were watching this the other day and I was not, but I'm going to go ahead and guess who is the singer who just broke up with the mm-hmm. soccer player? Shakira. Shakira. I wasn't sure if it was JLo or Shakira. Was it Shakira? It was not. All right. Give me a second guess. <laughs> Honestly, this should be obvious. Is it Taylor Swift? Yes. Yeah, stupid. Okay, you didn't get it right. Yeah, um, well, I mean, like, it was just too obvious. Why did you just say stupid? Well, because, like, I mean, like, I should have just guessed her, but You're I was right. like, it's way too obvious. It's, she won, listen, listen to this. Artist of the year, song of the year, video of the year, best direction in a video, best pop song, best cinematography, best special effects. And she directed the video, also sang in the video, also starred in the video. Wow. She sang and starred? Shocking. Shut up. Um, I really feel like, just a little side note, this came full circle because the MTV Video Music Awards is where Kanye interrupted her speech. For you belong with me music video when she was like literally I don't know yeah. nineteen. I just I just want to say that Beyonce was robbed. I forget what no, he no, actually no. said. He was, was like, like Taylor, I'm gonna let you finish. I'm gonna let you finish. That's right. Beyonce had one of the best videos of all time. That's like the most painfully awkward video. It's one of the most iconic whole, moments. It, I mean, it it is a pop culture like iconic moment, yeah. but so sad. Okay, next. Sad's not the right word. It was pretty funny. Are you? I mean, it'd be horrifying to be that person, but like, it's pretty funny in hindsight. And I bet you Taylor Swift agrees that was funny. You want to know hindsight. what's funny is that now she is queen of the world, and he's like, I mean, debatable, but yeah, she's off his rocker, like showing his bare bottom on a boat. What? Yeah, look I, it up. Oh, I, I know there's a boat incident. I didn't realize he was showing his ass off. Okay, my dad listens to this podcast. Oh. Sorry, Dave. <laughs> Which boy band just announced that they will be releasing their first song in more than two decades? NSYNC? Correct. Nailed it. It's called Better Place, and it's going to be in the new Trolls movie. So I also want to say this. In our podcast back in February, we talked about Super Bowl halftime shows, and we said our dream Super Bowl halftime lineup. And I don't know if you remember. I remember. But I said it would be boy bands, like a boy band reunion we talked about NSYNC, Backstreet Boys, One Direction, BTS, Jonas Brothers, okay? Jonas Brothers in a little bit of hot water lately, but 
Yeah, we can't, go we can't go into that. We can't. Anyways, I heard a rumor today that they are considering... You, yeah, I sent it to you. Come on. Oh, you did? Yeah, give me credit. <laughs> okay, but like I manifested this. Yes. They are considering NSYNC slash Backstreet Boys for the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, I know. I sent it to you. I manifested it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Am I a mastermind or what? Mastermind. Can you name at least two current NFL players who are engaged Engaged. Engaged. All right. Let me, let me think. I feel like Jalen Hurts is engaged. No, he's not. Not publicly. Okay. Um, Christian McCaffrey is engaged. I know yes, that. Yes, correct. Olivia Colpo, yeah. former Miss Universe. Mm-hmm. Way to go. All right. And then let's see who else is engaged. This one was like a big deal. The world is in mourning, including those of us who are oh, married. Oh, yes. That's right. Who is this? I know. Um, uh, Joe Burrow. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Nailed it. Good job. Um, Jake Funk. Do you know who that is? Nope. He's not very good, but he is engaged to Hannah Ann Sluice from Sluice? Sluice. 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 I don't know. From The Bachelor. Unsure who that is either. Okay. I know there's a lot of Hannahs. I'm you sure I watched the season. Pilot Pete. Got it. Yep. Picked. Uh, he picked Hannah Ann. Yes, he picked Hannah Ann. That's broke mouthful. up with her. Pilot for Pete picked Hannah. Pilot Pete picked Hannah Ann and then left her for Maddie. Yeah, that's right. I do remember this. And I just remember his mom being pissed. Yes. Barb hated Maddie. Yep. And then Pete is now with Kelly. I have no idea. Yeah. I don't know. Sometimes don't know. I'm like, really I had care. so much invested in these random people's lives. They mean nothing to me. Have you, has, is the ba- Golden Bachelor, is I think that it starts there? next week. It's looking like it's going to be popular. People are pumped about it. I'm pumped about it. I mean, what's not to love? 80 year olds making out on TV. Yeah, that I could do with that. I'm actually excited for like the real life drama, not like, you know, petty 20, mid 20s. So year true. Old drama. These people have probably I'm been very, through a lot. I'm very excited to see like. Oh my gosh, Ashley, the drama. are you going to sit down and watch this season with me? You haven't watched a season in a minute. I'll, I'll dabble. Okay. All right. Kind of like I dabble in the sports games. Yeah. I think one narrative that's been going on recently is that you can be considered a sports fan in whatever capacity oh, yeah. it works for you. I'm like, I'm just like a casual sports fan. Yeah. But we have sports that has followers who are diehard. They know everything. They consider themselves experts we have followers who do not watch sports Mm -hmm. they literally don't watch games like maybe the super bowl because of the halftime show yeah i know this because most of them are my friends fair enough (laughs) i am stepping on a tiny tiny soapbox it's just a little little one okay but i do think women as sports fans were put into a box for a long time I see what you're saying. I feel like guys sometimes get like protective over sports. And so they like yes. to like push like, oh, you, you know so much about sports. You yeah, will tell me about this or like same thing with name like five players, yeah, on name, the team. Name five players on the team. And it cultivated this world where like women were competitive as being sports fans. It's like, oh, yeah, I really like sports. I know X, X and X. Yeah. I mean, I feel like sometimes you see that in like the dating scene where like a girl's like trying to be like the cool girl and you're like, oh, oh yeah, I love I'm, sports. A, I'm a cool girl. Like I like I sports. sports. I like to drink beer. <laughs> <laughs> I like to hike. <laughs> I like outdoor stuff. But it, I think it's coming full circle. And I think for the first time women are like, oh, no, 
I can be in a Taylor Swift themed fantasy league and be watching the NFL game because I want to win my fantasy league. Let's be sports fans however it feels comfortable to us. You can be more of a sports fan. You can be more of an ish fan. It's a a spectrum. What we do at Sports Ish. Fluid. We're fan fluid. I don't know what that means. I'm coining the term fan fluid. Fan fluid. I really, really feel deep within my bones that I am creating a place for women to watch, talk about sports the way that they want to do it. Yeah. And how it should be done. It's not, there's no pick me energy here. I hate it. My senior year in high school, I made flashcards and on one side would be the city and on the other side would be like, it would be like Chicago NHL team. And then you'd flip it over and say (laughs) Blackhawks. It was, it was for no other reason than I was trying to be a sports reporter. It wasn't like a a, a, pick me thing. That's, that's justifiable. I was like, all right, as we're ripping on pick me girls. No, I I was one. Absolutely. 100%, 1 million percent. I was a pick me girl. And once I had kind of like this revelation that I like sports very differently than a lot of people, specifically men like sports, sports-ish came to be. Yeah. One of the intimidating parts about sports is there's like so many complexities, right? Yeah. Lots. Yeah. There's a lot of like intricacies and rules to kind Regulations. of like follow Regulations. Like every sport does have your basic straightforward set of rules, right? Yeah. So baseball, for example, you've got like the nine innings, the strikes and the home runs Mm -hmm. and the balls. And you have like, you can steal base, pretty basic. But then it's like, there's these small little intricacies like RBIs and like overtime has different sets of rules for sure for sure and uh, like let me just Sorry, throw this extra out there innings. let me just throw this out there i think the vast majority of guys as well don't fully understand most of these rules i mean myself included i appreciate you admitting this no i just think like look and maybe it's because again i'm a casual look there are things that i understand well like nhl hockey i understand that well because i grew up playing it from the age from like age three till 25 right now probably longer than that but like so I understand the rules really well, but like NFL, MLB, soccer, you know, those kind of things. Like there are a lot of complexities that like I have to look up because I'm like, I don't know what just happened, but I enjoy the athleticism. Yeah. I just think it can feel intimidating, For complicated, sure. but you know, what doesn't feel complicated is sitting down and watching Bravo TV. There's no rules involved. There's nothing you have to really understand. You can just kind of sit there and enjoy the drama. But with sports, it's intimidating because there's a lot of complexities and rules and things you need to understand that are not straightforward. So if one of your hangups about sports is that there are complicated, hard rules, we're going to talk about them. Yeah. I pulled some of our sports-ish followers and I said, basically, what do you feel hung up on when it comes to sports? What complexities do you want explained? We got a lot of responses, but particularly a lot of football things. It makes sense as this NFL season. Yeah, it's top of mind. But, But also, hear me out, right? When you watch a basketball game, you just, you sit down and you look at the court and you know that there's one basket for one team and another basket for another team. And 
they're trying to score. It's like pretty straightforward, right? Yeah, it's pretty straightforward. And it feels a little bit more fluid, right? Like the whistle blows, the game stops somewhat, or not the game stops, but like the game is paused or stopped. And then like, you know, whatever action occurs, but it's pretty fluid, pretty straightforward. Yeah. But when you look at a football game, you see this ginormous field Mm -hmm. with these numbers and lines and like these referees with their hands in every direction making calls and so it's like so much more intimidating yeah and it's not nearly as fluid either like it's bro every single place has to stop and then restart you know with the ref so we're gonna stick to football today fair enough a little breakdown Football 101, not football for dummies. Hey, that's not a knock. That's none not of a us knock. are dummies. Look, look, the whole book series, like XYZ for dummies, great books. Absolutely, yes. I actually have read Hockey for Dummies. Yeah, I'm a dummy. I'm not ashamed. You're not a dummy, babe. Football for dummies. You're not a dummy. I bought football for dummies. Did you? Yeah, there's a lot of rules. and it's and it's and But it's like there's so many things to learn about it, right? When did you do that? A while ago. Is it in our home? Not currently. <laughs> Where is it? You're so weird. <laughs> you own the book Football for Dummies. Yeah. I'm not I'm not ashamed. I'm a dummy. This isn't football for dummies. This is football for the girlies. Football for the girl I was gonna say something funny, but I'll keep it to myself. Just say it. Say it out. I was gonna say football for dummies or football for girls is like, yeah, what's the difference? <laughs> But again, not derogatory. I'm I'm a self self proclaimed dummy. Okay, football for the girlies. Here we go. One of the questions was about positions in football, right? There's so many different yep. positions. We know a lot about quarterbacks, but they asked the question: What's the difference between a wide receiver and a tight end? It's mm, a good question. This is a really good question because they both do catch passes from the quarterback. Yeah. So. What I always say is if you want like a very basic cheat when you're watching a football game, you basically just have to learn who the two quarterbacks are. And when one of them is on the field, that's the team that's trying to score. And that's basically how I got by in high school as the cheerleading (laughs) captain. Because listen, I had to, I had a very important job. I had to call which cheer we were doing. And you had offensive cheers and defensive cheers. Okay. And my freshman year, our captain called out a defensive chair when we were on offense. It's pretty embarrassing. And the student section thought it was just the funniest thing ever. Yeah. And it was mortifying. Oh, I believe it. So when I was named captain as a junior, it was flex. Uh, Subtle flex. I, I was, But it was incredibly important to me to at least mostly understand what was happening in the game. Yeah, I think it's probably a good good first step is to know when the team you're cheering for is on offense or defense. It's a great first step. I took it. I took yeah. that first step. Yeah, if your if your quarterback is out there, you're on offense. Yes, I'm tra- Matt Milano. Shout out <laughs> wherever that kid is. When he was on the field, we were on offense. That that's that's probably accurate. But yeah. I had a crush on a boy mm-hmm. on defense. What was his number? 49. I painted it on my cheek. That's what you did as a cheerleader. You cheerleader. Would, like your favorite player. Little number right there. Painted the number. Little teardrop tattoo. Number 49. When he was on the field, we were on defense. Love it. So that's how I determined which cheer to call. So back to the wide receiver tight end situation. 
there's crazy amounts of positions in football. Well, not crazy amounts, but yes, I can. It, 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 it does get confusing. It feels like more than most sports. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Okay, so wide receivers. Yes. Pure catchers. Yeah, effectively, yes. So they're I mean, fast. There, there are nuances to all of them, but yes. Let's just let's just lay, like basic yeah. lay it out. Like yeah. no little nuances here. Okay. So wide receivers, there's two on the field at a time. They're really like usually fast, kind of even smaller than most football players. I'd say that's like the smallest, the small speedy men. Yeah. Yeah. They have really one job and it's to run and catch and score. If you see someone catching like a long pass, like a Hail Mary from a quarterback, it's usually a wide receiver. Typically, yes, can be a tight end. But okay. like, again, those sort of mingled together. Correct, which is why we're differentiating them. Yeah. Tight end, okay, Travis Kelsey. Yeah. He's like the most famous tight end in the NFL. Yeah, the, yeah, definitely the most famous tight end right now, in active NFL player. Are we going to talk about the rumor? Oh, yeah. Not to get sidetracked, but... That he's... Hanging out. Hanging hanging out, quote-unquote, hanging out with Taylor Swift. Listen, last week I said I couldn't see them together. This week, I worship it. Here's my take on this. So I actually think it's a pretty good match. I think Taylor's number one struggle in dating is that she's dating other people in her sphere, Mm. like, of influence, maybe, but, like, stardom, right? Like, actors, singers, things like that. And I feel like those type of egos have a kind of like, it's a tough thing to share, right? Like it's very easy to compare versus Mm -hmm. like an athlete like Travis Kelsey, who's so confident and he's already a star in and of himself. Like, I feel like he's someone who can mesh with that because he's in a different world. He's at the top of his game. He's a, he's a star within his world. People know him, people love him and he can play off that. Like he doesn't need to be in Taylor's spotlight and he can let her have her spotlight because they're different spotlights. They can share. I I feel like it works. I agree. I do think he's like kind of egocentric from what I've seen. Possibly yes, but again, different worlds. So like maybe it maybe it mixes. But you know what? I kind of think this. I kind of think he's like probably like big macho man ego centric. But then he gets around Taylor. <laughs> I'm literally narrating like, this like I actually fan. know, yeah. and he's like all of a sudden shy, humble boy like. I I think he, you're probably a little, but I think his personality shines through, and he's still like. He's got his swagger, his little riz. But I bet he gets like bashful, and I bet his Probably face gets bit. red. I doubt that, but maybe. No, I I'm envisioning it all in my head. I've been doing it all week. Don't take this from me. All right, feels weird, but I will say this: he better not screw this up badly because he's gonna have a whole. I actually, I'm pumped for the album that comes out after this. Maybe it's gonna it's, be electric. We just don't know. We don't know. They don't last, but, but I think it's going to be a could great... Could you imagine if Taylor Swift started dating an athlete, Ashton? Changes sure. my life. I just think there's no way this lasts. Hopefully it does for them. Like, I cheer on relationships, cheer on their love story, whatever. But, like, <laughs> either way, this ride's going to be electric, and the album is going to be fire. It's all, It always is. Well, not always, but this one's going to be fire. There's no album that's not fire, and if you there's, believe there's that, like, then no, we What I'm saying, though, it. is that, like... There's slower ones like folklore was like, you know, it's good, but it's like so slow. We're going to get like a reputation style, like boom, like just in your face. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe he's the one. Maybe we get like Lover 2.0. That would suck. Look, Lover is great, but like, come on, I want, I want some, I want some energy. Okay. Let me tell you though, why it does make sense that she would be dating Travis Kelsey of all the football players. 
okay? Because okay. if Taylor were to date a football player, she's going to date a tight end. And I'll tell you why. Because tight ends are the masterminds. What? Let me tell you. They have really complicated jobs. They basically do more than any other position. No. Yes. No. Look, it, it's not an easy job. But like. <laughs> no, they have to block and catch. Yeah, I mean. Wide receivers, catch. Tight ends. Travis Kelsey doesn't block, and he'll say that himself. Well, that's a flaw for him. A tight, a good tight end blocks yes. and catches. What is wrong with you? Why? I'm just, I'm just listening. Do you, do you not think tight ends block and catch? Because no, that's what do. every website said. They do do that. I'm not denying that. I'm, I'm. So what's I'm your just, I'm just listening. I want to hear a connection. So in football, there are rushing plays and there are passing plays. Rushing plays are basically where the quarterback decides to rush the ball, run himself, or he hands the ball off to a running back. Yeah. Rushing play. While that happens, the tight end is usually blocking a defender. Yeah. So he's going up against some big boys. Also, there's passing plays where the quarterback decides to throw the ball. Correct. Who's catching it? Wide receiver or tight end? Yeah. Okay. That's complex. He has to change what he's doing. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll give it to you. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure how this ties into <laughs> just trying <laughs> dating, my best. dating Taylor Swift. I was just trying to make it appealing for the girls. Appealing for the girls? Complex men. Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey's complex. Complex man. Thank you. A lot of depth to him. That's true. I believe it. I think there is. I'm excited some depth. for the breakup, though. Oh my gosh. For the song. I mean, just like I told you, remember when I don't think this is on the podcast, but I said, oh, you know what? I want my hall pass to be Taylor Swift mm-hmm. because I want a song written about me. Yeah, that's right. I'll write a song about you. Um, so just back to the rushing plays and the passing plays. Yeah. So when the quarterback is on the field, okay, we're on offense. Everyone should know. Offense, quarterback. You know who else is on the field? Wide receivers, tight ends, running backs. Yep. And they're all trying to score. Yep. That group of people, they're going to be responsible for the scoring. Yep. Also on the field at the same time is the offensive lineman. Their job is to basically protect those guys. Yeah, protect the quarterback. Specifically the quarterback. Yeah. So, there you have it. Football yeah. explained. Football 101. Yeah. Football 101. I'm going to dive into that just a little bit, and you guys can feel free to ignore this. Typically speaking, and just to kind of differentiate and kind of explain between a tight end and a wide receiver, so you have five, you always have to have seven people on the line of scrimmage, which is where the ball is placed, right? Like the linemen, you know how they're like all lined up in front of the, right, like right on the ball? Yes. You need to have seven people lined up, right? So typically you have five linemen and then two receivers where the tight end comes in is you can put an, a receiver like quote unquote receiver next to the, the edge of the lineman and they're lined up as a receiver. Right. But that means a wide receiver has to back off the line. Right. Because you can only have seven people on the line of scrimmage. Sure. Yeah. You, you lost me just the last three seconds, but I lasted a while. That's great. Let's move on to the next question. Another ick I have about sports, all of the different conferences and divisions, and they feel unnecessary. To your credit, I will say this. I frequently get confused as to which teams are in which division and which conference. Like, I'd like if someone was like, hey, 
with the exception of like teams that I like follow a little bit. But if someone was like, Hey, what, what, what division slash conferences are the Raiders? in? I'd be like, I'd have to, I'd have to look it up. So like, I get what you're saying, but they are, I feel, I do feel like they are necessary. Correct. Well, I, I don't know if that's correct, but I'll take your word yeah. for it. Well, um, and, and just the, in, like the actual development of these two conferences, very relevant. Well, the NFL has the AFC and the NFC, yeah. correct? Yeah. Which stands for the American Football Conference and the National Football yeah. Conference, which uh, they sound like the same thing. Like National America. Yeah. And it, well, it stems from in like 19, I believe 70 yes. is when the AFL, which was a competing league to the NFL, mm. um, combined. Right. And so that's why you have the AFC because the AFL was the American Football League. Mm. And it was a separate league because these were all teams who wanted to join the NFL, but like were kind of like that black, not black ball, but they weren't allowed in because it was like kind of an exclusive club. But eventually when they merged, that's where the AFC came into. The AFL became the AFC and the NFL, you know, became the NFC. I just think if we're just going to have two conferences that you should name them probably something that's like different, not like the same thing. Like America and national sounds the same. What about like peanut butter and jelly? Listen, Coke and Pepsi. You want to name the conferences Coke and Pepsi? I think it makes more sense than America and national. What? They're the same thing. Our nation is America. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, look, I get... get, Do you hear what I'm saying? I get the confusion for sure. I hear what you're saying. I'm just saying, like, this makes sense to me, though, because it was the AFL and the NFL, and they combined, so they're like... No one knows that. Like, American Football Conference and then National Football Conference, right? Like, I will say, though... Peanut butter and jelly. You know what is confusing? In... The ML in the MLB, you've got the so confusing. Yeah, that that one that one confused me for American a long time. League and the National League. Yeah, which confused me because I was like, well, which one is the Toronto Blue Jays in? Like that for I was always confused by that because I was like, see. But this is where I figured it out. They're in the they're obviously like they're in the American League, and the reason is it's like America is not just the U.S. I hate to break it to you guys. But America spans like North and South America, right? Like Canada's a part of the Americas. I hear you, but I also know that when we're in Canada, they refer to the U.S. as America. Well, sometimes, but like also they refer to it as the U.S. Like I just like oh the U.S. Like because America is the continent. North America. Yeah, like we like we are part of the Americas. I think there's like a Latin derivation to this, but I think you're really sleeping on my ideas here. Coke league, Pepsi league. Okay. Well, let's see if we were to to rename the leagues, I don't disagree with the confusion between American and national black and white, even though I do, I do like, I do like the historical aspect of the NFL and like the American football league and the national football league. So, but for the, MLB and maybe it's the same reason. I don't know. I don't know the history of the MLB, but I do. I do agree. We could rename them. So you'd Kim go Kim and Kanye. You, all right. Feels a little weird, but uh, I'm. I'm just trying to think of opposites. Like I'm trying to think what would be like a good. They're not opposite though, right? Like they're complementary, like conferences, right? Like, that compete against each other. Yeah, they compete against each other. I'd That's like, the I'd be thing. Like chocolate vanilla. I like it. See, much better than national and American. But I feel like you need to make it a little more like professional, right? 
You're right. Like peanut butter and jelly might not be taken seriously. Not at all. I'm trying to think what's like complimentary. Mm, I have it. Fire and ice. That's amazing. Yeah. The fire leak and the ice leak because both are dominant. Not going to lie. It feels like a condom ad, but (laughs) yeah, we could go with it. Um, We're moving on. Okay. So each conference in the NFL, AFC, NFC, 16 teams in each. Correct. And of the 16 teams in each, they are divided four divisions of four teams. Yes. So four times four is 16. Four oh, I thought, you, I, sorry, I thought you said four teams, and I was like, what? No, 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 four teams. Okay, got it, yeah. North, South, East, and West. Yep. So basically, they're split geographically. Yes. And then in playoffs, the top six teams from each conference. The, the top team in each division gets a bye to the playoffs, and then you have the wild card teams, which are just the next best teams. That's the wild card thing is, an, is a sports thing that I'm just like, guys, can we not? Can we just see the top teams from each conference and take them into the no, playoffs. I'll, exp- I'll explain this a little bit because this, this, this is why like conferences and divisions are needed, sports. but like it's, it's to create the rivals, right? You not, you're right. You need divisions like mm. that are geographical locations. So it's like you get yes. the rivals, you get the Chicago green Bay rivalry that really just like helps kind of solidify your fan base and kind of has that like camaraderie. Right. So, but then each different like division is going to have you know different strengths and weaknesses like some divisions are really stacked so you need to like guarantee oh each division gets a team who gets to make the playoffs and then you have mm-hmm. the next two just best teams right like i get it's confusing but like it really like it, it makes sense and sure. i think it's like important yes okay but what i do know is the super bowl the winner of each conference yeah so ultimately, like let's say the national conference had two better teams, yeah. not both of them would make it to the Super Bowl. That's true. That's true. But it's like that in every sport. Yeah. Yeah. And hockey actually is the worst. There's like Yeah, you've got like Pacific, the Atlantic, the Metro. Yeah, what the heck? Yeah. I'll 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 give it to you there. The NHL needs to do a better job of figuring out their divisions and conferences. Yeah, come on. NHL. Yeah. You're confusing all of us. Yeah. No, that's true. Okay. People were confused about all the yards and the lines and the numbers on a football field. Like mm. we talked about, that feels intimidating to a non-sports fan. Yeah. You sit down to watch a football game and it's like numbers. And again, like the referees with their hand signals, yep. it's confusing. Yep. So I get it. To break it down in the simplest sense, the objective of football is to work the ball down the field to the opponent's goal line where you will score a touchdown. So how you do that is you're on offense, right? So your quarterback is out along with the other positions we talked about, your wide receiver, your running back, your tight end, and your offensive lineman. Yes. They're out. You're trying to score. Mm -hmm. You have four attempts, also known as downs, to move the ball at least 10 yards up the field. Yeah. The first of the tries is called a first down. Yep. And then the second, second, third. Yep. If you make it 10 yards or further, yep. the down resets. Yeah, the, yeah, that's right. The downs reset. So you can get multiple first downs. Yep. Basic answer, each line on the football field is, is a yard. 
Well, yes and no. No, no, that is true. Well, each line across the field is is 10 yards. Well, no, each number is 10 yards. Yeah. But like those little lines. The the hashes are one yard each. Yeah, the little lines. Yeah, the little lines. And then the big ones are 10 yards. Yeah. (laughs) It's freaking ridiculous. This is ridiculous. This is why sports is dumb, but we love it. Well, it's just... But I'll explain why those are important. It's just to help the refs measure where to place the ball, right? Yes. So it's like you have your markers. So it's like if you need to get 10 yards down, how do you know where you're going to go? Well, that's why you have the lines. So it's like, oh, you can see. It's like, you know, in, in all sports, they have lines to kind of mark your playing area, right? Like in the NBA, for example, you have the three-point line, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't make a lot of sense if you don't know what's going on, but it's like, oh, that's important for the players so that they know where to shoot it to get three points, right? In the NFL, it's like, okay, you need to get, like you said, that 10 yards, and you have four tries to get 10 yards. Well, you need to know where you got to get the ball, right? Correct. So it's like, that's why they have those lines. And then the hashes are to help the refs place the ball, right? Because the ball always has to stay within the two hashes. So you have that, like those little one yard hash marks. You have them on each side of the field. And so the ball is always, the ref always places the ball within those hash marks. And we don't need to get into the details of we where. We don't. But, we do not. But that's why they have those there is to help the ref and the players know where the ball needs to be. Obviously. Yeah. So one thing I always did notice growing up is that like first down is like celebration. Like yeah. first down, first down. Yeah. But then. Once you get to the third down, it is stress time. Yep. We are stressed on a third down. Oh, yeah. There's like a whole like side of analytics and stats for third downs. That's because what I call them, the third down conversions. So if you don't advance at least the 10 yards on your third down and you're facing your fourth down, yep. teams usually don't do any type of, they yep. don't do a rushing or a passing, passing yeah. play. Depending on where they are in the field, but yes. Generally, typically. they don't. If it's a fourth down, most teams will either kick a field goal. The field goal makes sense because you get three points. So it's like, at least do something here. At least put some points up on the board. If you're not going to get it from throwing the ball or from running the ball, let's kick a field goal if we're close enough and we'll get some points. Not a touchdown, but it's some points. The punt, however, you want to tell me about that one? Well, it's just, it's like kind of just the rules of football, right? Like you have four tries to get the ball 10 yards so you can keep it. So if you get to your fourth fourth try and you, and you don't make the 10 yards, it's the other team's turn, right? Yeah. So if you're in your end zone, let's say, you know, and, and you know, if the ball goes into, if the other team gets the ball into your end zone, they get six points, Yep. right? So you're, if you're close to your own end zone and you're like, we don't think we're going to get that first down mm-hmm. on our fourth try, it's like, you just need to get the ball as far away from your end zone as possible. Right. So you, that's why you punt the ball. Cause you can kick the ball way further than you can. Well, typically way further than you can throw it. Right. Yeah. And, and the rule is like, if you throw the ball, it has to be caught. So if you kick the ball or you punt the ball, then the other team has to return it from where from where it lands right so that's what you do you just want to get the ball as far away from your end zone as possible and then a different type of kick happens after a touchdown yeah the kickoff the kick no the extra point oh yes and then there is a kickoff at the start of a game and at the after halftime yeah and then and then after every you know field goal and or touchdown lots of kicks so it's called football there you go you heard it here first. Yeah. 
So to classify the kicks in football, because that was another question we got, yeah. there is the kickoff yep. at the beginning of the game. Yep. And how you determine who's kicking off is a coin toss. Yep. And then the team chooses who they want to go first, correct? Heads, tails. Yeah, yeah. So whoever, like, whoever wins the toss gets to kind of choose if they've received the ball or not. And then the other team, whoever didn't start at the beginning, starts after halftime. Yeah. Okay, so we have the initial kickoff to start the game. That's one type of kick. Yep. We have the punt return. Yep. We have the extra point kick. Yep. We have the field goal kick. Yep. There you have it. What's yeah. the difference between a kickoff and a punt return? So a kickoff, you're talking like a kick return? Yeah. So like a kick return no, like is... to start the game. Yeah, so that, that's just... It, you, the ball is placed on a specific place of the field, right? And it's on, it's on like a stand, right? Like a tee. Mm -hmm. So the ball is placed in a tee and your kicker goes and kicks it off the ground, right? Mm -hmm. A punt starts the same way every other snap or like down starts, which is that the center has the ball and throws it back. Right. And then to the punter who the punter will catch it in the air and punt it. Right. Like he's dropping. He's like drop kicking the ball versus a kickoff where it's going to be, you know, on a team. They're kicking it off the ground. Also should note that each team does have a different person, a kicker and a punter. Yes. Different positions. Different positions. Yeah. Both require tremendous skill. It's actually like I've heard a lot of people say things like oh well it doesn't matter like the kicker doesn't really matter especially well they don't matter until they do exactly yeah make or break yeah no one cares Wait, about who the was that poor guy oh my gosh what team was that last year the kicker missed like four was it the cowboys oh yeah it was the cowboys it was, it was kicker. The cowboys yeah i think he missed four in a row devastating extra points yeah you you don't have a job after that and i think he did get cut um but to be fair, it's also probably the best position to have if you want like a, not an easy, but kind of an easy, like professional job, get paid really well to like not get hit and like not get that much wear and tear. That I is mean, nice. for example, did you see the story of a MLS soccer player mm. who he played for a Canadian MLS team? I can't remember. I think, I think Toronto FC. Mm -hmm. Anyways, he was struggling a little bit, not, I don't even know if he was like making the team or whatever. Anyways, he sees these NFL kickers. He's like, you know what? I think maybe I can do this. Totally. But he goes out, starts practicing. He's on an NFL squad. He went from making $50,000 a year in the MLS to making, I think it was like 750,000 as a kicker in the NFL. Oh, that's just yeah. so horrendous so that he for was all making you, 50K. Yeah, for all you athletes out there, if you're a really good kicker, if you're really good at kicking the soccer ball, like maybe look into be an NFL kick because if for you do all that the well, experienced athletes listening to our podcast yeah football for the girlies or, or if you have a kid if you have a son not a bad idea all right like he doesn't need to be he doesn't you don't have to worry about the head injuries the injuries in general just get him really good at kicking a soccer ball my favorite football specifically my favorite fun fact about kickers is that there is a kicker in the NFL whose last name is Dicker and he is Dicker the kicker. Dicker the kicker. There's also a Epic. butt kiss, I believe. No. I'm sorry, what? Butt kiss? I want to say butt kiss. I well, think I think it's butt kiss. Making, it's butker. Butker. And Pretty close. There was an American former linebacker, Dick Butkiss. That's Ah, uh, that's right. There are some hilarious so football sad. football names out there. 
that we should we should do like a, I mean Key and Peele did a skit on like football intros mm. but there's some amazing real life football names but Kiss has got to top them all yeah I'm well be there's honest. General Booty his first name is General and his last name is Booty I love that name yeah he actually just got in he started his own underwear line amazing right that that I mean, is, you have that to. Fits. You have to. If you have that name, <laughs> you got to do the underwear if your name that. is General Booty. Okay. My favorite question throughout the submissions was, why do people destroy cities when their team Ooh, wins? Great question. I'd love to answer this. Do you have a thought? Yeah. I have a thought, too. So, you, you go first. So, the number one, I feel like actually a lot of the times it happens. So, we saw that we've seen this in num- numerous occasions. And one specific example I'll, I'll go to because I remember pretty vividly was, when the Vancouver Canucks in the NHL were playing Boston in the Stanley Cup final, game seven in Vancouver. Vancouver ends up losing the game, full-blown riots. Vancouver used to be the number one desired city to live in in the world up until that point, okay. and, then it, and then it dropped to number two. But the question is, why do people do it when they win? So I think the reason is the same. So the thing is, is when you are in a in a championship game the entire city gathers together right specifically i feel like it happens most often when you're when you're hosting the game right because then everyone's in the street every major city who has a sports team they have a location where people gather to watch and celebrate the game right a lot of times it's really close to the stadium or really close to the arena so they gather so you have tens of thousands of people gathered together to watch right Naturally, when this happens, everyone's excited. Everyone's been drinking. You've got a lot of intoxicated people, and people are just kind of thriving and happy and celebrating, and they're getting a little reckless. Then what happens when you're in such a huge group? I feel like there's generally a handful of people who are opportunists, right? They're trying to capitalize off of some of the chaos because if there's 30,000 people gathered in a small area, no one's going to be able to pick you out of the crowd if you do something crazy, right? If you start jumping on cars, if you start throwing trash, if you start breaking windows, right? It's just part of it. And then I think you get this mob mentality of people that start joining in because, again, some most of the people are intoxicated and it just kind of spirals out of control. But it happens, I think, from a few bad apples who are looking for oppor- like opportunists. And then it's just spurred on by the fact that people are inebriated and then you get a mob mentality and then it just goes crazy. Yeah. I think it, the mob mentality is, is a great point. I think alcohol and just like pent up anxiety, anxiety. I I mean, maybe I will say not to throw like certain fan bases under the bus. I feel like most of the time you can, you can kind of pinpoint which areas and again, not to throw Philadelphia under the bus, but it's like when that happens in Philadelphia, you're like, yeah, that, that tracks, that makes sense. Mm. We have a lot of Philadelphia fans. I love Philadelphia fans. We love Philadelphia fans. Yeah. Look, they're some of the best fans. Most particularly. They're passionate. Right. And that's part of it. There's so much, so much like adrenaline and you're right, maybe anxiety or just energy that's released up something. And then you get, you get a few, few little instigators and that mob mentality and then it just explodes. Explodes. Yeah. You kind of hit the nail on the head. I just, I would blame it on the alcohol, blame it on the, uh, 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 what's that song? You know, the one, No. blame it on the, uh, 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 
alcohol. You know that song. Yeah, is that Chris Brown? N- Who no. Is it? I don't know. Play one on the alcohol. You know the song. I mean, I think that was I like do. a seventh grade bop. Yeah, yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. Look, I'm so bad with like names of songs, names of famous people that like I just, I'm sure I know it. I just don't know it right now. Okay, it is um, Jamie Fox. <laughs> I did not know Jamie that he Fox, was a singer. Chris Brown. Oh, and T Pain. Oh, that's that was my next guess. Was T Pain. Yeah, solid guess for Eddie Banger from 2011. Yeah, it's like oh, seventh grade. Yeah, for sure, T Pain. Okay, I also feel like with this riot situation that there's so many men that just get so stressed out about sports, and I've been wondering why this is. Like, why, why do men get so stressed out about sports? Like the level at which my brothers feel about a sports team is astounding. Yeah, I think it's a multi-pronged, like... No, I actually think it's pretty simple, I'm going to be honest. All right, let's hear your explanation. I think it's because they don't have a lot else to be stressed out about. Because the- Yeah, I think that's... I 100% <laughs> agree. I think that's part of it. I, I'm going to elaborate a little bit more, but yes, that no, is for sure part of it. Literally, most of them are not home with children, Okay. So that's like the most stressful part of my life. Love my kids endlessly. But like my, these wrinkles, these are all from kids. It is high stress. There's a lot of them. That makes sense. Being a parent. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) Being a parent is high stress. And I, I think dads are incredible. Amazing. Love it. You are an awesome dad. Okay, so you took a little bit of a right turn there because now now I'm like, I don't know if I completely agree. I do agree that sometimes it's just like they need something, right? Like it's like a They literally need a little, something. They've got a little nothing better going on. It's like I need I need some of this something in my life. I need to feel something, right? Like the, Okay, don't hate, but the Barbie movie really hit this on the head. Okay? We as women, we need to look perfect. We need to work, but also be full-time moms and spend enough time with our kids we need to be thin but not we don't we can't want to be thin this is all from the barbie movie we need truth but also have muscle okay we need to be kind and considerate and give back to others but also be strong and confident and slay we need there's so like the stress of being a woman i'm sorry it's just deeper than the stress of being a man generally and so i think men are like i need something to be stressed out about so i'm gonna channel that energy into sports okay you lost me a little bit there i see what you're saying i don't necessarily want to get into this debate with a podcast where all the listeners are women because like i don't i don't need to i don't want to lose this battle right there um but i there there are parts of that where i agree, I agree with i think I think one of them is, yeah, like, I think, like, like everybody, guys need, need hobbies. They need something to feel a part of a group, right? One of the best parts of sports is that it, it gathers and unites groups of people, right? And you, you need that. Like, you need some sort of group in your life that you feel a part of. Right. And guys, especially when it's like, oh, you're if your identity is feels like it's kind of tied to work or something, you, you need something outside of that to have like part of your identity. So I think a natural draw is sports because it's something that a lot of guys can relate to. To a certain degree, they all played not all, but like a lot of people have played some sort of sport in their life. So it's like, oh, yeah, like I can I can relate to these guys, even though there's no shot. Any of us can relate to like a professional athlete on a athletic scale. 
but it gives you like a group to be a part of. Right. And so naturally like you're, you kind of start focusing your energy and your passions. And again, like you just need, you need to feel something a little bit. So then as you're watching it, you just, you, 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 you get involved and you, you feel like you're a part of it. And so you, you need, I don't know, you need that like outlet, I guess. I also feel like to your point, it's like, Sometimes it's just like they've got nothing better, to, like not nothing better to do, but it's like they need to feel something, right? And so it's like you gotta get, you gotta get intense, and it, it's just so easy to get, you know, pulled in. And then here's the other part, okay? Championships are hard to come by. So my like for myself, like for example, myself, I'm a huge Calgary Flames fan. I have never once seen them win the Stanley Cup, okay? When when I was younger, they got to the Stanley Cup Finals, right? That's the closest you've ever I've ever gotten to seeing that. And so, like, people go their entire lives waiting to see a championship. And so, it's like it's so much energy that you just have so much hope, and you just you just want them to win so bad, and you feel like you're a part of it. Mm. That it's like you just get so passionate. And then I also think some like guys are just in generally like bad at controlling emotions sometimes. And then you also mix in testosterone with that. And then you mix in gambling. And oh my gosh, it's just oh, the money aspect. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. It, it's just a recipe to be, you know, high stress. And they are. Yeah. And it happens. Yeah. But it, it is an interesting phenomenon. Like even watching like BYU play football, I'm like, I don't know why I'm so into this now. You get moody. Yeah, well, and it's like, and it's like, and you know, they build the rivalries, and that's what I love about it. Like in hockey, like I'm a huge Calgary Flames fan. Like I just said, you've got these rivalries, (laughs) like with the Edmonton Oilers. Do you like the Calgary Flames? Just a little bit, Um, and. And it's like, so they build these rivalries. And so then it becomes personal because then you have, you know, people who are fans of the other team. And so it like, you know, then all of a sudden they're making fun of you too. And so it's like, yeah, it's. No, it's a fascinating. Guys, it's a fascinating thing. We're labeled as like the moody ones who feel a lot, but actually, like turn on your husband's boyfriend's male. Turn on any male's favorite sports team. They are moodier than we ever are, even on our our worst days. Like there is something to be said. I have seen many men in my life throw things. I've never gotten to that point. I've yelled at, I've yelled at the TV though. You have yelled at the TV, but like throw literal fits. Yeah. Yeah. Do two sports. (laughs) I'm not there yet, but I know, I I know of people. It's, it's wild. Yeah. Anyways, that was just a few of the football questions you guys asked. That's so funny. I've never really thought about it that way, but it is, it is an interesting phenomenon. Yeah. You guys, you're, you're fine. You're, you all, you are all right. Perspective is a good thing. Yeah, perspective is a, perspective is a great thing, but you know what? It's also fun to be passionate about stuff. Totally. Yes, you're right. And now that you know football, you guys can become f- passionate too. Yeah. You know what? It, whether you're a man or a woman, you have a right to feel. Feel deeply. Yeah, feel deeply. That's all we have got for you today. Thanks for tuning in. Again, if you know if you know the quarterback mom we're talking about, let her know if we're waiting. Yeah. We're waiting for her interview on the Sports Dish Pod. Looking forward to it. We'll see you next week. All right. Thanks for tuning in.